drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? This is your host Eric Oakry right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, always serving up that delicious Honolulu blue flavor Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! <laughs> and I'm excited for this show. I mean, the preseason's over. We're heading to actual real NFL football. There's so much to talk about. Cuts actually just happened to the 53 before I hit the big red button here on the show, so we'll get into that. But before we can do all that, i got to introduce my guest today. And I'm really excited to have him. Me and this guy have been going back and forth about trying to do a pod. He jumped in a few of my fantasy leagues. He's always out there talking sports on the Twitter sphere. You guys know who he is. This is KP from Real Deal Sports Talk. KP, you made it. You're on the Kool-Aid cast, man. Drink it in. How you doing? Man, I am drinking it. It in. I'm glad to be here today. Get to talk some football with my guy Derek. You know, like you said, going back and forth. This is an exciting day for me. I'm on the Kool-Aid cast. One pride, the family. They're listening. They're tuning in. So yeah, man, cuts were made. The team's taking shape. We got a direction. I'm ready to get into it. Absolutely, man. It's it's great to have you. And I just said absolutely, man. I put out on Twitter. That's my new pet peeves. Everybody that says absolutely. So that's <laughs> that's a strike for me right off the uh, show. I think I, I think I got a sound bite for that. To be honest. Oh, we like to have fun with the sound bits here on the show. As you know, we'll give it some Dan Campbell. Who knows what might happen um, here on the show? But. Uh, KP, man, we got lots to talk about, so we might as well just do what I always say, which is not mess around, get right into it, man. Let's uh, let's deal with these cuts right off the top. They just went down. Lions got to 53. I got the list here right in front of me. We won't bore the people, but to run it down, they put Jer- Jerry Jacobs, who's lovingly known on this show as Jerry Jacobs, which is J-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y Jacobs. Uh, heck of a ball player. He's going to go on pup, be out four weeks. They released Tim Boyle, Jared Davis, Funchy, Hector. Justin Jackson was kind of a surprise cut to some, not so much to others. Lamb, the tackle, Skipper, those guys were all released. Um, the waived was Mo Alexander, Boswell, Deese, Easy E, Gilbert. James Houston, the rookie, got cut. Godwin, Igwe, Buque, Tom, Kennedy. A.J. Parker, Riley Patterson, uh, Paulo the Tackle, Pimpleton from Fire Up Chips, dropping the football over the place. We got Pittman the linebacker, Smith the corner from Bama, 
and they waived injured Eric Banks, Trinity Benson, Jay Sean Cornell from, well, you know. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> Kevin Jarvis, the guard, is gone, as well as C.J. Moore, KP. I think I hit them all. Pick out a few that you want to talk about, or some surprises that you had. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it was a surprise, but I was hopeful that Devin, Devin Funches was going to come on in camp. I was hoping he was going to be that that receiver type tight end that we could use as a mismatch here and there. It never really developed. You never really saw, saw him getting a flow with the offense or be utilized in that way. He had a couple moments in the preseason, but not really a surprise, I guess, that he's gone. Um, Igwebuke, uh, that guy, I mean, the heart, the way he plays the game, um, that's a guy you want in your locker room to me. Uh, I understand Jefferson had a really nice preseason. He showed some stuff. He had a little bit of spark. But it just seemed like Iguabuke was really a Dan Campbell type of guy to me. Defensive side of the ball, you know, nobody really sticks out as a surprise. Um, I know a lot of people were looking at the, the linebacker um, Pittman because of his uh, contributions on special teams last year. But it, you look at some of the guys they kept. It, it makes sense. Malcolm Rodriguez, he balled out, right? Rodrigo did his thing. We saw it throughout hard. Knox we saw it throughout the preseason um they got the Aquara brothers Josh Woods played well he's going to be a special teams guy so nobody really stands out I think the guys that made the final 53 were the right guys yeah it's good stuff by you I, I guess you know James Houston was the big one for me I mean you take this guy in the yeah he's in the sixth round but I felt like he had a lot of juice off the edge you can play him at off ball outside backer you can rush him on the edge that's where I thought he'd have the most production you figure you develop him but I think maybe they did that because they probably think they can sneak him back you know we we would sure hope so you know all the all the fans out there clamoring for for Kennedy um, just because of the way he played again it's preseason he's a hard worker he did make some good things happen but we just had other people at the wide receiver position in my opinion um, you know, Justin Jackson, Iguibuque to me is a, is a coin flip and, and Justin Jefferson, you, you picked. And I like that draft pick when they took him to some degree, just based on the kid's talent. So I've heard he's had some work ethic issues and whatnot, but when he's in the game, he seems to make a few plays here or there. And AJ Parker to me was a guy that I kind of just assumed would be on this team as a, as a, you know, slot corner, backup slot corner, you know, nickel, whatever you want to call him. And, uh, you know, it it just seems like they couldn't make him. He's not a very big physical player, so they probably can go with Lucas and and some other guys, maybe even Hughes inside there, to get some things done. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like no huge surprises. A lot of shrewd moves, I think, by Brad Holmes and company, and that's what we like to see, no doubt about it. Now you brought up Hughes. That's interesting. He, I would almost say that is a surprise because I didn't expect him to make this team. What did you see? that make you that made you think that he would fit that he's a good fit for this Dan Campbell led Lions yeah well, well like you said we we didn't see much but what I know about Mike Hughes as a football player is he's a former first round pick he's he's you know fast and he's, he's got that speed you look for um 
you know, I've, I've been surprised he's kind of been pushed down the depth chart. I thought he'd be, you know, ahead of Will Harris. That's for sure. Cause Will Harris can't cover anything right. okay. that he continues okay. to be out yeah. there all day, every day. And uh, I mean, uh, so Mike Hughes is the type of player. I think you keep him based on his talent and hopefully he can find a role. I, I don't know if he can even do some things in the special teams or in the kick return game, but um, I like his speed and you don't get picked in the first round by a total mistake. So he's bounced around a little bit, but when he played with KC and stuff, he was a good football player. So, I, I'm glad he's around because, uh, you know, until until Jury gets back, I feel like you do need that, that depth at corner. We've never been able to cover anybody. So, um, you know, we'll see how these work out. I would hope the Lions can add, you know, right now when we're playing the is he a fit gimmick, which I know is Sean Belegian's old thing where anytime anybody would get cut, he gets a million calls to his old radio show. Is he a fit? <laughs> I mean, I saw that today on Twitter. I'm sure you did as well. Is this nah. guy a fit? Is Bring this guy in. I like this guy. You know, I was guilty of it as well. But uh, you just never know really what these guys and these coaches are looking for. And I think they lean towards just wanting to have guys they're comfortable with or guys that have the grit and the mentality. So I, I wouldn't expect any big, bold moves, but we can get into that kind of as we get rolling in the show for sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let, let me bounce it to this, man. Levi Onzarike, a.k.a. Big Denim, as deemed by me on the show. Now, Big Denim has been big injured often. <laughs> this guy continues not to play. He's got back soreness. He's got all types of issues where he can't uh, get on the football field. Dan Campbell has said he's probably a no-go for Philly, and he said his rehab, in general, is going, quote, at a snail's pace. <laughs> like, not things you want to hear about a high second-round pick, a guy that said he was going to come in and bleep everything up um, and blow up the line and be all disruptive. I mean, I still love this football player, and I think he's going to be really good if he get his body right, but I don't understand how he's hurt so much, so often, so early. I mean, big denim. I mean, that fits perfectly. Uh, this is a this is a big guy who's supposed to come in and eat up space. Now, it might just be me, but maybe it's the training regimen. Maybe he's not eating up space. Levi's just eating, right? He's just out there eating. He he his goal was set when he hit the NFL, right? There's not that piece that's saying, let me drive. I mean, maybe, you know, the snail's pace is out of his control. But like you said, a snail's pace is not what you want to hear about anybody in athletics. I mean, that's the exact opposite. You're talking Gilbert Brown for the Packers back in the day for snail's pace. Like, Levi, we needed you, man. Like, I don't know what it is. If there's something we can do as champions for the team, let us know. Reach out. We can encourage you. We'll do the Rocky Run with you down the street. Like, come on, man. The defensive line needs you. Here's the thing, though. This is what I don't agree with you, KP. Like, when I saw Levi's first interview, he wasn't one of the, like, my top draft targets. I knew he was kind of a top-rated DT. But I fell in love with Big Denim the first time I saw his interview. He's got the crazy nappy hair. He was, like, just chilling at his house. He sounded like he was just going to blow everything up. Big physical player. He's not one of these height-weight speed combine guys. He, he looked just like one of those guys that you wanted in your middle of your defensive line and was just going to be unblockable and a physical beast. And yeah, I haven't seen any of that yet, but I don't think it's a drive issue. I don't think it's a, oh, this guy's, like, just hanging it up and he's going to ride off into the sunset. But I feel like fans are just, 
If the guy doesn't come on the scene right away and blow it up, they just write him off. Same what they're doing with Josh Pascal, my other guy that I love on our defensive line. Oh, you know, we should have took somebody else. Ah, oh, this guy can't play. Why? Because he's dealing with a little bit of – yeah, I don't like Levi's continual injury issues, but – I think he's just going to be a Detroit favorite if he get his body right and start doing what he said he's going to do, which is blow up offensive linemen and kill quarterbacks. You are 100% right there, sir. I mean, if, if that body gets right and he gets in there and plays, Detroit, one pride, they will have him for the rest of his life. He will be welcome, you know, in their household. Like so, I think I think we're yeah. I think we're like light on DTs and edges, even though like everyone loves Hutch. Charles Harris, I think, is actually becoming a much more impactful player than people even give him credit for. Like he had a nice year last year. Another former first round pick, I want to remind people, and a guy that got paid based on his production and work ethic last year. And Dan Campbell says Charles Harris is coming every play, and that's what we hear. So I think that's gonna be an underrated signing for the Lions. But when you look at the depth of DT, like after to the first couple guys we're a little light when you look at the first couple edges with no Romeo and his brother is also down other people that rush the passer are down like AB and Tony um, Austin Bryant is going to have the ball because they just don't have enough bodies up there but here's my thing KP when they get Pascal and they get Denim and they get Romeo like and we got Hutch and those guys like I think that's when we're going to be terrorizing people but it, you might have to be a little bit patient Kool-Aid drinkers yeah, I mean, it could be that situation, right? It could be, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Did I scare you away? I'm, I'm pounding the table over here for our D-line, and I, I lost you. All right, no, um, I'm with you. We're thin. I don't know. I mean, we, like you said, when guys come back, we're formidable. We've got some depth. I don't know if they look to maybe some of these cuts that were out there to try and find some more depth, if they look for a – uh, a gene coming out of Denver, McTelvin, a gene. If they look at maybe a Malcolm Brown, who's been around and had a few spots or uh, a Mike Purcell, who's good against the run, but not so good against, you know, a pass rush type guy. Um, but with Hutch, with Harris, McNeil, um, Brockers, who still has it. Guys get healthy. We're going to be able to rotate different defensive lines in and out. It's going to be, it's going to be almost like uh, 2010. I sure hope so. And I think it's going to be good, but we'll have to argue about Brockers in a bit. Cause I just haven't seen it from them. And okay. You're great in the locker room, but I need to see plays on the actual football field when it matters. And I just haven't seen it. Uh, Aleem gets a lot of love, but I didn't see a ton last year. So I just need him to step up and I need Pascal and big denim to show up. Uh, I'm willing to wait. But when you get out there, I need to see production. So, KP, let's do this. Let's keep this thing rolling. I, uh, I've been telling people all about the Kool-Aid hotline, 989-272-3484. We played one of your calls where you were repping that uh, one pride, being able to watch uh, Lions wherever you're at once the NFL actually gets their um, new NFL Plus. I don't know if you've been on there, but it's been a debacle the first couple weeks where, like, nothing works, everything's all clunky. But once they get that the kinks out, it seems like it will be nice, especially once they let you watch games everywhere. We've been getting funny calls from a whole bunch of different people. But I thought we'd get into a Bo DeFrisco call here um, just to uh, kind of get through our first segment. And then I want to talk some hard knocks and preseason and cuts and ads and all the other stuff we got for the show. You ready to jump into this voicemail? Let's get it. 
Bo DeFrisco, loyal listener of the show. I got to rep him. And I had to rep him on this one because I've been trying to coach people up. When you call in the line, I need a gimmick name for yourself or I need you to come in strong. Maybe drop your Twitter handle. Maybe come up with something funny. I need you to have a take and I need you to get out strong. And I thought Bo did those pretty well here on this call. Here we go. Yo, Oak. It's Bo DeFrisco, a Mr. Iron Long for Life here, coming at you with a smoke screen. So, Dan Campbell said the other day that this backup QB job is still up for grabs, and the current backup may not be on this team. It sounds like we got a case of last year's kicker situation. Are we going to come out with a 53-man roster, Oak, with no backup quarterback? Please don't say we're going to get Mason. I pick fights with Miles Garrett Rudolph as our backup. I mean, gosh, I guess it might be a little better, but ah, wow. Oak, you got to tell me what your thoughts on this are. Uh, it's pretty interesting to hear that the other day. So. Love the show, man. You guys are always killing it. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for the next one. we got football on Sunday. Hail Detroit Kool-Aid Cat. I'm out. KP, before you jump in, here's a couple of things. First, Bo, you know, he came in. I think that's his Twitter handle, but I think we're going to have to dub him the Iron Lung. Second of all, I think he lost his place in his script that he was trying to read there at one point. He also gave a nickname that's very at chops in the D worthy where he he like just read off something about someone and then deemed it a nickname. That doesn't work. You got to come up with something like Big Denim or AO or some of these short catchy things like I do. Not uh not Mason Rudolph. I pick a fight with that just doesn't work, Bo. And, and lastly, you're out at the end was good. The fact that you want to talk about backup QBs is somewhat depressing, but I think I'll just kick it to KP because all I see on Twitter are people just like, who's our backup quarterback? We got to change our backup. We're going to get rid of both these stiffs. Oh, we got to go pick up so-and-so. Does it really matter? I mean, uh, they're going to be holding a clipboard, and, and yeah, Jared Goff can't throw. But, I mean, I hope he plays really well, and I don't want to see anybody back there anyway. So does it really even matter? What do you think? Well, you know, I'm kind of with Bo on this one, Oak. Um, I, I'm worried about the backup quarterback position. Uh, I'm not sad to see Tim Boyle go. Uh, he did not perform. He didn't really perform all that well last year. The back and forth in game three between Blau and Boyle, Dan Campbell was clearly trying to make it work. Um, Blau is willing to take a little bit more of a risk. Uh, He'll run a little bit more. Do I want Mason swinging a helmet? That guy? No, I don't. I don't know what this team's going to do. If Goff does, you know, knock on wood, get hurt, um, we're, we're in a tough spot. So I'm with Bo on that. I really am. I don't know. I mean, there's a couple interesting young cats out there that they can pick up, but I'm not trying to pick up some guy that needs to be paid a decent chunk. Mason Rudolph's already proven he can't play. I mean, this guy's no, had a couple no. chances. He can't do anything. He looks the part, but he just he, he's not it. So we don't need a guy like him. We, we need to either, like, hope Jared Goff like, can actually throw spirals and finally be good or – 
get rid of them here soon and go get ourselves a young stallion. So I'm not overly worried about the backup quarterback. If it was me, I would probably just ditch Blau and say, man, you just have an incredible story and I hope you live next to me, but you can't be my backup quarterback. Tim (laughs) Boyle, you know, wherever he's going to go, it doesn't matter and go get myself like, you know, some project guy that, I mean, the other thing though with the backup QB and we got to keep it, keep it moving is like, to me, it's much more of a tape studier slash is he buddies with the starter rather than like what his actual talents are. You don't see many good backups. They're they're just like good ho-hum guys that like know how to study tape and are hard workers. I mean, that's probably what you're going to see regardless of who the Lions put back there. And if David Blau is that guy for them, congratulations, because he probably makes about 500K. So um, let, let, let's do this, man. I'm going to rapid fire a couple hard knocks things and let's get to our commercial break. And, and KP, I got to say this. I heard one of your previous shows on real deal sports talk and you were going on and on about how you don't like hard knocks should be kept in the locker room i'm not a hard knocks guy i don't know i don't get anything out of it blah 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 it's like do you realize this is like the greatest thing ever for lions fans that we get to see dan campbell dropping f-bombs behind the scenes motivating his team deuce and ag going after it this has just been absolute tv gold for me i've loved every minute of it and this last episode i mean swag to me was the star he was getting after people in indianapolis this guy is a dog that's spelled d-a-w-g we need more d-a-w-g-s's more dogs on this football team um i i just felt like he was really fun to watch a nice funny guy like that but he was not playing around in that scrimmage i felt like the coaches were all setting a tone which i love i loved when deuce lost his voice that was incredible i mean what do you think of these last couple episodes despite you hating the show and that being a horrible take for all the kool-aid drinkers out there <laughs> all right yeah call me out on that one Oak. i definitely put that out there I definitely have to say I have enjoyed watching Hard Knocks. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm fully flipped, but I have enjoyed as a champion for the Lions watching this. And you're right. I mean, you look you look at Swag. He has been not just the star of the last episode. He started off in episode one. That emotion that he showed in that episode, being willing to be that open and that vulnerable in front of the teammates and lay it out there like that. Then in that joint practice, hitting the Colts, going at the Colts, bringing that energy to the practice, that's a guy I would go to battle with. Uh, The coaches, they've been setting the tone. You said it. Deuce lost his voice. That's because he's out there. He's in it. Him, that back and forth between him and A.G., Oh man, that that's that's classic moments. That's those are coaches you want to play with. Uh, Coach Shepard, that's a guy you want to play with. Uh, seeing the up downs from you know Coach Campbell, it just instills team. It instills culture. It instills let's go to work, guys. Um, so I've been loving it. I might flip. I knew somebody was going to call me out on it, Oak. I just didn't know it was going to be you. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you've come around because your 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 first opinion of that's gonna be kept in the locker room. This is sacred material. It's a bad decision. Period. Point blank. <laughs> it was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> that's what I think about that. So uh, I'm loving it. I feel like 
the coaches are motivating. They're treating the players incredibly. But I need wins. I need W's. I don't need a bunch of, oh, man, they sounded good. And, man, look at how hard they were working. And then we come out and we don't play ball when it matters. This season and next is when I expect this big-time jump from this football team. So, everybody... We got to get our great sponsors in here. You got to go check out realitysportsonline.com. You got to go check out PFF All 22 Fantasy Football. Head over to Anchor Podcasts and uh, check them out, as well as Spotify. If you're listening to us, you don't have an, an Apple iPhone, which I don't know why you'd have an Android, but if you do, you got to go hit up Spotify. That's the easiest way to catch it if you're not going through the Apple app and, and all the other goodness that's out there. So, KP. Let's take a break, man. Get our sponsors in here when we come back. Man, we still got so much lines to talk about, man. So much. Let's do it. Everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th hosted by kevin hart the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening and checking those out. As I always say, we do this show for the people. You you guys know who we are. You also know I'm trying to find the soundbite, which I have here. And it's obviously me and KP are trying to entertain you. The people. And the people consist of the millions. Uh, We 
enjoy doing this show, talking Detroit Lions, and appreciate you guys checking out our sponsors as well as sharing this. I mean, it's football time. Real ball starts in about a week and a half. Philly is coming to the D, and uh, we got lots to talk about about that, both on this show and moving forward. That's going to be a big football game. But KP, let's get right into it, man. The Lions were on national TV in Pittsburgh. Seems like we've been playing the Steelers a lot. It's preseason football. I mean, were you enthralled by this matchup? Was it what I think it was? What did you take away from it, man? Enthralled. Um, <laughs> Not so much? Well, I mean, maybe I could argue enthralled. Um, I did tune in, definitely watched, saw some guys splash. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a big one. I feel like, you know, the 53 was pretty much decided. Maybe they're looking at some practice squad guys. But, no, enthralled was definitely not it. Hutchinson shined. I mean, the effort, he's going to draw 15, 20 holding calls this year. Um, Barnes, he had some flashes that I really enjoyed. He was hitting the right holes in game three. So, um yeah, I don't know. You don't take a lot away from that one. When I said, were you enthralled, I should have just played this soundbite. No chance of that's what you got. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is enthralled by preseason football. It's so horrible. Like, the NFL has us hooked. We're like, oh, man, preseason, I can't wait to watch this. The minute I sit down for these games, it's about 10 minutes before I start looking for other things to do while I got the game on in the background. I know there's some people that want to tell you they're, like, breaking down the tape, and I saw this, I saw that. Oh, I, l- let me get the all-22 view. This is just not real NFL ball, man, on any frame or any – former fashion like it's just hard to watch I mean I love the Lions as much as more than anybody but I can barely make it through these preseason games I mean people were telling you like oh the first team defense stood up against us I mean we're going against Mitch (laughs) I mean this guy tears up the Lions but he's Mitch Trubersky like this guy's horrible I mean he's throwing dimes up over the top he makes a few plays like I like that play Mr. Okuda had where he got his hands on the football against the new Hall of Famer George Pickens I mean the guy has a couple good games and everyone's just anointing this cat it's like come on man I mean (laughs) Mr. Okuda nice play I like that you threw Derek Barnes out there again he doesn't have the right spelling on his first name but other than that, I love everything about this football player. Um, you know, he's been coming around slow. I don't know if it was a snail's pace or not. You have to ask Dan Campbell. But, like, Derek Barnes to me is a physical beast. Like, just find a role for him and let him play the game. Don't nitpick this guy. I mean, I bet he can play better just based on his physical traits than Anzalone and the other guys were putting out there. So let 55 do his thing. Other than that... I mean, I didn't pick up too much. My boy DJ Chark um, was was out there, but he just has not got no footballs in the preseason. So that's either, you know, just because God has been there, or maybe they're hiding this guy, KP. Maybe they don't want to show people what number four has got, what Mr. Chark's going to do when the, when the games matter. I think he's going to be really dynamic and fun to watch. You know, ARSB made a few plays here or there. But the Lions just clunking around all day with Boyle and Blau, Blau and Boyle out there. I mean, give me a break. I like what you said about Hutch, that he's been getting those holdings. And 
gosh, he's just been better than advertised, hasn't he? Like, he just fits everything we need on this team. I had a few worries that maybe his physical, um, he might get kind of out-athleted at the NFL level or, or offensive tackles might just stick to him like glue, but... This guy is just getting penetration, getting after the quarterback, doing everything we love, and he just fits everything the Lions need from top to bottom, on the field, off the field. Love everything about number 97. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not? This this is a guy, I mean, you'd almost think he was a cousin to the Watt family with the way he plays the position at his size. Yeah, it's, um, been, it's been incredible. Like This better far than, along already, yeah. I didn't see getting rave reviews everywhere which is incredible and and here's here's the thing i just want to hit on for the preseason the preseason is really about like just sort of hiding everything you got in your your magic bag there when it comes to offense and defense and not getting stupid injuries like hamstring pulls or somebody tears their acl but like i always say football you just you could get hurt on any play any game any day so i understand why they don't put the guys out there but the Lions, this is when one of the least injured preseasons when it comes to like in-game or in-practice injuries. Like, yes, we already talked about Big Denim and Pascal and some guys coming back. Just wait till uh, the new number nine gets out there, Jamison Williams, a.k.a. J-Mo, a.k.a. My favorite player on the team. I mean, there's a a, a nickname for Chops and Bo DeFrisco there. Um, but... Like, don't you think we got out pretty unscathed when it comes to stupid crap? Like, I, we're still a little banged up at a few spots, but I think we're pretty dang healthy, ready to roll. Man, all of One Pride knows that this team is normally very plagued with injuries, uh, hamstrings, uh, just the random stuff. I drove my car in, trying to reach the pizza and hit the the median on the highway and broke my arm with Nate Burleson years ago. Like we are plagued. So yeah, I mean that we've come out this clean. I'm I'm it's positive. It's positive. I mean I'm excited about it. <laughs> Woo! I, I, I think when we unleash DeAndre Swizzle. <laughs> so when we unleash Swift on people, they're not gonna know what to hit them. When when like Hawkinson and Chark and St. Brown, and Reynolds, and Swift, and Swag, and did I mention our five beasts up front are unloading on people? Like, I think it's going to be something to be handled, and I think AG's got some stuff in the back pocket, too. I mean, you don't think he's bringing all his blitzes and things that he wants to do, so the the fact that we're not all dinged up for no reason, and the fact that we're going to get some nasty dogs back... Um, here pretty soon and be able to run what we want to run. Wait till Ben John. You think he was creative last year pulling out plays. The guy's had a whole offseason and he's got ball players now. So I think we're just going to be healthy. Again, it might take those first four weeks to get um, Pascal, Denim, and I, I expect JMO out there by like week six at the latest, you know, um, you know, I think our bye weeks right after that. So they could be extra cautious, but I say play the guy if he's ready. He seems like you, you probably saw the clip where he was seemed like he was at the, the Rodwood headquarters running nasty uh, comeback routes at 10 PM at night or whatever it was uh, recently. And he looked good. So I don't know why I'd hold him back if he's ready to go. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the way surgeries go these days, the way these guys are coming back, and I know everybody's different. That's to be expected. 
but the healing power that these guys have, the way the surgeries are done on such a microscopic level now, they're coming back faster. And the faster he's back, the more that $120 million offense we have is just going to fly. I mean, you listed the weapons. I don't need to relist them. Everybody knows what we're coming to the table with. There's some legitimate excitement on the offensive side of the ball outside of Jared Goff. Well, I, I, I really hope he plays well. I, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I hope to at least have over, I don't know, 18.5 spirals for the entire season is kind of the over-under, <laughs> I think. Um, but we'll see how that I'll works out. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me just say this. Like what we're saying is preseason doesn't matter. I got pissed the first game because they, they lost a game they shouldn't have lost because of David Blau just dropping a snap. But I calmed down. I was like, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm enjoying hard knocks. I enjoy Dan Campbell. I like what we have on this team. I realize they're they're not necessarily Super Bowl ready, but I think we're going to be really fun to watch this year. I'm not all caught up in ultra high expectations, but I think it's just going to be a very enjoyable season. The preseason was the anti-enjoyable. You know how Dan Campbell has anti-fragile? Anti-enjoyable is the preseason. It's just unwatched. NFL just either get rid of it or it's just it's. Why would you go to a game and and watch third stringers? It makes no sense to me. So, let's just put that to bed. I want to get to some rapid fire, interesting like guys that were cut, guys that we might pick up, and I just want to lead off with. Wherefore art thou Romeo? Like, what is going on with Romeo Quarrel? Like, I haven't heard a damn thing about him. I haven't seen him. He got injured, I understand, but is this guy going to be back anytime soon? I love this player. I love that we paid him, and the minute that check cleared, his Achilles burst, and he's been in a cave since. What's going on with Romeo, man? I mean, wouldn't we like to know? As you said, wherefore art thou Romeo? The team's being very cautious with what they release about him. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen a lot out there uh, on the practice field. Um, no real reports coming from the back end anywhere. So, I mean, if he's out there again, if we can be healthy, he's another addition. He's another piece. He can come off the end. We'll have to see what he has. Uh, once you, the tires start falling off and you start accumulating lower leg injuries, it's hard for guys to come back sometimes. I know I just said the thing about the surgeries are getting stronger, but this one seems to be stringing itself out a little bit. You said it earlier, like, well, everybody's different. Everything's that everybody recovered. Like that's the thing Dan Campbell's been using, but I just want some positive up. I want to know he's at the facility. Can he lift weights? Can he walk upright? Is he doing well? Do we expect him back in four weeks, eight weeks, or 12? I have, couldn't tell you at this point. So, And he makes about you know 15 million bucks probably on average nowadays. So it's kind of important. But uh, I'm with you there. I, I hope he can come back. I hope his brother steps up too because he's getting hated on now as kind of like an injury-prone, unproductive player. And I had high hopes for Julian this year and still do, but he's got to show it on the football field so let let me ask you this again this is the this is kp from real deal sports talk we were thinking about doing kind of like a crossover where i do have to show he does have to show but instead this is straight up kool-aid cast i'm giving it to you i'm kind of leading the show who knows what we might do in the future we have kp probably back on a regular basis it's been fun chatting with you but uh, let's get into some players like did you have any issues with tom kennedy 
Canada. Did you have any problems with him getting cut? Anthony Pittman, who's like the Tom Kennedy of defense, or, or what's our uh, what's our old joke when they would just call Andre Fluellen every week and bring him back every week from the bowling alley? It's like that's what Pittman and Kennedy are for this football team now. And AJ Parker cuts. Did those infuriate you, or just like yeah, whatever? I mean, Parker showed up for us last year, right? He started for us. He, he was solid. He gave us everything he had. Um, Kennedy, Kennedy's, a, I hate to say this. I know, you know, he's beloved, but um, he's a camp body. Yeah. He makes splashes against the third stringers. Um, Pittman, camp body. I mean, yeah, he's, he's that guy. You can put him out there. You know he's going to do his job. But it's never going to be special. It's never going to be the difference maker. And sometimes when you're building that foundation, when you're building up a program the way these guys are, you need attitudes like that to push the other guys to bring their best out, right? They come in, they're pushing the other guys. They're going, okay, if he's playing that hard, I've got to play that hard. And then you start building things up from there. And I think that's the culture that they're working on right now. I'm glad you said it about Tom Kennedy because I didn't want to say it, but it had to be said. Like, that's what it is. Like, if anybody didn't realize what Dan freaking Campbell kept saying is when they'd ask him about Tom Kennedy, go, he's reliable. That's all he is. He's he's consistent. That's all he is. And, like, everybody took that as, like, he was just being funny or that was some, like, token of appreciation when really I kept hearing the that's all he is in bold. Like, he didn't bloviate about the guy for 10 minutes because, by the way, he's Tom Kennedy. Shout out to my boy Wagner who had the audacity, had the, uh, what's the Stephen Smith, had the, uh, the, the blasphemy to say that he was Cooper Cup of the preseason. Are you kidding me? It's Tom Kennedy, bro. Um, so th- that was funny. L- let me ask you about Igwe Buke, another guy who I thought was getting too much love um, based on what I saw him do last year. And Justin Jackson, who's a player I like. Everyone's infuriated that either of those guys didn't make it over Jamar. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but... I felt like Jamar is better than Igwe Buque, but I didn't know that he was better than Justin Jackson, but Justin Jackson was here for a cup of coffee, so they just went with the rookie they took. That's what I took from it, but, I mean, Jefferson's no lock to make it, and Justin Jackson's no stud either. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Justin Jackson, to me, I mean, you got a handful of one, you got a handful of the other. Uh, Justin Jackson, I could have seen contributing more on special teams than either one of those other two. Like I said earlier with Igor Bouquet, I mean, he's just a heart guy. He's all heart. He's all hustle. You know, he's another one of those camp bodies. He's consistent, right? He's going to be there. He's going to do his job, but it's never going to be special. Um, So seeing them go deserve a spot. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you can get him back on the practice squad, just because he's been part of the culture change, you have him around outside of that. I mean, we're, we're, we're building up now. We're no longer just taking the scraps. Yeah, like no one's going to be rushing to get Godwin Igwe Buke. All respect to him and his family, but it's like he'll be around if needed. Justin Jackson, if he gets picked up, no big deal. Same no big deal when we start talking about kickers. I mean, I know there are people too, but Seibert made it. Riley Patterson didn't. I mean, Riley Patterson, probably a guy you can keep around as well. Let, let me ask you this. This is one I want to throw at you. So the tight end depth chart's been a little bit thin throughout. It's T.J. Hawkinson. 
and then Brock Wright and Mitchell and you know whoever else we got back there that we have some some hopes for, but not much after number 88. Now, O.J. Howard got cut. He's been cut by multiple teams now. I loved this guy at the Senior Bowl. He looked like the prototypical all-pro stud tight end. He can block. He can catch. He's from Alabama. He does everything you love. And he just has not translated to NFL level. So this is one of those big names. Oh, he's supposed to be good, but he's never good. I just feel like it's a mentality at this point. Like he just must not have it both as, from a toughness factor. So I don't see this guy being picked up or considered by the Lions. But you'd love the Lions to finally get a guy like that that would come here and flourish for whatever reason, like a real pedigreed player. But I don't see it happening. What about you? No, I mean, this guy's not even Brandon Pettigrew, right? I mean, yeah. He he hit his stardom peak while he was at Alabama. I had high hopes for him coming into the NFL. And honestly, when he came out, I'm with you. I was hoping that the Lions were going to get him. Um, but he hasn't shown it. He has battled some injuries in his, where was he at? Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Um, good blocker, though. You know, could we put him on the other side of a Hawkinson and have him be a blocker? Um, will he be willing to do that? Is it more of a name value type of a guy? I don't see it. I think his price tag would be too much for what we're looking at. Right. Um, but I see the excitement. I mean, it's name value. Yeah. Yeah. I would be shocked, but I mean, gosh, it would be a nice, I don't think he's a blocker. I think he's much more of a guy that should be used in the passing game, but he just seems like that ship has sailed on this player. I, I brought up earlier that I would have considered getting moving on from Michael Brockers based on what I've seen, but obviously the team's not going to do that. Do you think he's going to show up this year? Or do you think it's going to be another where you barely notice him? We pay him 10, 15 million bucks, whatever his average is. And then we, he rides off into the sunset this off season. What do you think? I, I think you just said it right there. I think this is his last season. Um, he's getting, he's what, 30, I want to say 33 or 34 after this season. And his best year were next to Aaron Donald. We don't have an Aaron Donald type guy. We have a unit that needs to work together in our defense right now. And he doesn't make those splashes without Aaron Donald next to him. So as being a Brad Holmes guy, bring, being that veteran guy, I see his value. But like you said earlier, you got to have more than just a locker room presence. You got to help create W's on the field. And he's not doing that right now. I think Dan Campbell was quoted as saying he wield the hammer of Thor. I don't even know what Thor, what that even means, because that's totally out of my, uh, I don't know, watching schedule or if that's a movie or a show. I couldn't even tell you, but it sounds awesome, but I haven't seen him wield anything recently. So, I mean, I would be ready to thank him for his presence and, and get a ball player in here for his price tag. But as you said, and as we noted, probably next year, Let's do two rapid fires, then I want you to tell people about where they can find your pod and all this stuff. To me, like, the safety depth just hasn't been there. Like, you know, I'm hoping that Tracy takes a big step forward and actually gets his go-go gadget arms on a few footballs this year, but we'll wait and see. That's TBD, if you ask me. Um, You know, we've got uh, Sean Elliott, who I told Brad Holmes to pick up weeks and months before he did, and then he did. So he's obviously following me on Twitter, at Derek Okri. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Appreciate that, Mr. Holmes. Um, And after that, you got the young kid, Kirby, and 
you know, who knows pretty much after that, another body. So they only got about three, four deep back there. I mean, Anthony Harris, Vernon McKinley, a rookie that I liked a lot that dropped down the draft board, got cut loose. Do you think they'll add to that position group? I feel like their linebacker and, and even up front with some of the injuries we talked about are, might be areas they need to add to bolster that defense. I can see it. I mean, I think AG trusts his guys. I think he would roll with those guys anywhere. But Brad Holmes sure is watching the waiver wire. I mean, there's veterans out there like a, a Tony Jefferson. Um, uh, I think Philadelphia released, uh, what's his name, uh, Tariffed and um, Logan Ryan's out there. So there's a few safeties they might look at to bring some veteran presence back there. But with Deshaun Elliott, with Tracy Walker, I think AG might be convinced that his system, some of those tricks in his bag, he can make it work. Hey, P, I got to help you with that pronunciation because it's one of the best names in all sports, and that's Jaquaski Tart. Uh, we should just there, we should just it, sign him yeah. just just because of his name. I've wanted Jaquaski Tart on my team ever since he came in the National Football League. I don't even know if he can play anymore. It doesn't matter. That's a tremendous name. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we we've kind of hit on it. I go back and forth with my boy uh, Chops about Jared Goff. I mean. Do you have a take on Jared Goff that you want to give me? I mean, do you think he can throw? Do you think this guy's all of a sudden going to back up all the positivity this whole offseason, or is he going to be the same guy, or is he going to be Super Bowl Goff? I mean, where do you stand with it? Uh, Jared Goff is a good quarterback if on a great team. He got to that Super Bowl kind of like, all right, Think of Jared Goff this way. He's Matt Leinart on the USC Trojans. <laughs> yeah. That's Jared Goff. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. Like, I, I'm i going to root for this guy because he's our Lions quarterback. I think he has a good head on his shoulders. He's shown good leadership since he's been here. He's active in the community. He says yep. all the right things. I get it. But the way the ball wobbles out of his hand on every throw, it's like, do I trust this guy in the fourth quarter to make the big time throw on, a, you know, a, a playoff clinching game? Not at this point, but if he can dink and dunk and throw some deep balls this year, I mean, I could see him being productive. And it's all about W's, man. Come in here and win, Jared Goff. I don't care what your your ducks look like that you're throwing around the football field. Just find a way to win with the, with the talent we've given you, which is much bolstered. I don't, I don't want to hear him a couple injuries and have him go in the tank. You know, if these guys are healthy, get them the ball, make plays for sure. And uh, gosh, that's the big linchpin. You know, we could go on and on about it, but he's going to be, whether this team goes or not, in my opinion, all the other guys that we've touted, the defense, which people are questioning, it's not going to matter if Goff can keep him on the football field and keep him in front of the chains. And that's a wait and see for me, but I'm rooting like heck for him, that's for sure. So, KP, man, this was like a, you know, we've been trying to, you've been trying to have me out. I was like, let's just do this combo show. You were nice enough to come on. We just kind of hit record and rolled. I think it was fun talking Lions with you, man. I want you to tell people what you're doing with your pod, any other ventures, when it's on where they can find you. And uh, it's been great having you on the Kool-Aid cast, man. Oh, oh, I appreciate you having me on one pride family. Love you all too. Um, You can catch me every Sunday right now. Real deal sports talk with KP. I'm on all of your major podcast services. So wherever you get your favorite podcast, check me out. 
uh, website, realdealsportstalkwithkp.com. And uh, yeah, man, I look forward to talking with you guys with the One Pride family more in the future. And uh, it's all love. No doubt, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. I'm going to blame all internet issues on you for the cutting out. I think that's been happening on your end. I don't know if you're speaking into a tin can or not. KP, I got to warn you that I'm going to light you up in fantasy football this year, both in any of the normal leagues we're in and especially that college fantasy football league we've done. But I know me and you are fired up for our Lions Real ball is starting. I'm going to be at the Philly game. I'm going to be rowdy. I can't wait to drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Serve it up for the people. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Got to make it too. Cornbread. And drink that Kool-Aid all year. Root our lions on. So everybody, we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, 